this Survivor? What? Bro, are you listening to Survivor? Guys, I think this is Survivor. Dude, you must really like Survivor. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Survivor Buffs, Blindsides, and Banter. This is the podcast made by superfans with superfans for superfans. I'm your host, Buckles, and with me, I've got Mac. Mac, how you doing, mate? Buckles, my man. I am fantastic. The season of Australian Survivor is over. In the books, Liz, our winner. Uh, probably didn't see it coming from the start, but I guess she was always like a central character to, to everything. We always got sort of her point of view. And uh, I did always like her, and um, i got to say, I'm, I'm happy, although it wasn't George, if it was anyone else in the Final Four, I'm glad it was Liz. Yeah. No, definitely, definitely. Liz was an awesome character, awesome game player, especially for a newbie. You can safely say that the three newbies in the Final Three were sort of the hardest playing newbies, even if uh, they didn't understand <laughs> what yeah. they were doing completely, or they couldn't... Uh, explain what they did too much. Um, and Liz was definitely the best of the three, I felt. Oh, definitely of the three that were left. She she definitely had the most on her resume, and that's something I guess I'm going to discuss right now with a quick recap with Mac, Liz edition. Um, so we're just going to run through pretty much the whole game of Liz. And I want to just... Um, any, any major points... I've gone through my notes. Any major points that she did in any episode, I'm just going to point out. And uh, we can just talk through her game. And sort of give the listeners a bit more of an understanding of what Liz did from day one to day 45. All right, hit us. Hit us with that. All day right. 47, you mean? Oh, it's 47. <laughs> so I, I swear, every year, it's a different number of days. It used to be 55, I'm sure. It is. It, it is. 49. It was 55 for, the, 55 for the first two seasons, 50 for the second three, 48 for the next two, and 47 for this one. Now, what the hell is that? Why is that? Is there a reason for this? Oh, it's cheaper. Just cheaper. It's cheaper to do. No, that's okay. that's genuinely it. It's cheaper. It's um. It's, it's like it costs money to do this sort of shit, Mac. Is that why America costs money to to <laughs> film them for days and upon days upon days? No, that's fair. Is that why America's doing twenty six yeah. now, just to really cut the budget? I have a feeling. Yeah, and it was, I have a feeling that that's probably the answer. <laughs> let's let's save that for an American podcast then. <laughs> Yeah, done, done. Okay. All right, what happened? What did Liz do, mate? What the hell Matt, happened with what Liz, did Liz this do? Yeah, all right. Yeah. So Liz starts the game with BFE, the best friend energy. And as her and Shawnee make the alliance that will come to, come to be known as the Shiz. A few days later, they rope in George and the Spice Girls are born, dictating the early votes of the villain's tribe. A bad tribe swap leaves Liz in a bad spot as... As a twosome with Geordie in the hero-dominated supervillains tribe, yeah. and and of course Simon. Don't forget Simon. Yes, yeah, so it was it was with Simon, but Simon quickly jumped away. So she was really stuck with just her yeah. and Geordie, and this is sort of where yeah. she starts to really start having to play. Um, this is my next point. It's there that Liz really ups her game, finding an idol which she and Geordie bluff. Luckily for Liz, Geordie was the target of the split and not her. So this is a really a bit of a, um, a sliding doors moment. If they if where Geordie goes home, they don't. Neither of them play the idol. If they went for Liz instead of Geordie, we have a completely different season going ahead. Oh well, truly, yeah, yeah, definitely. It's... Having Geordie in there, all that chaos, yeah, it could have been um, completely different. Yeah, because I mean... Liz, you couldn't call her the most chaotic player. No, 
No, and that's probably why that she wasn't targeted then. And I guess Geordie being the returnee was always going to be a target over her, I suppose. So yeah. anything could happen, but um, she then forms a majority four with Nina, Dave, and Sam as they plan to vote out Haley. At the at that tribal council that night, they find out about a mutiny twist, and Liz decides to mutiny, allowing her to realign with the Spice Girls. At her first tribal council in a new tribe, Liz strong arms her idol to save Fleek. George compromises and Stevie is sent home. At the merge vote... Mate, imagine if Matt... Imagine if Matt went home then. Like, imagine if that strong arming won. Yeah. And the vigilantes would be completely different because, like, let's be serious. Like, George, Jerry and Matt were the vigilantes core three. Yeah, well, we see them Them three sort of run the game from that point. Uh, well, really from the merge onwards. So, yeah, if, if, if George yeah. lost Matt that night, which I guess is why... He wasn't really willing to, to get rid of Matt. And, I mean, you could argue that Stevie would have taken Matt's place, but I think we've we've discussed this a few times, and I've come down with you were right when you said Matt was a better choice than Stevie, only because Matt won challenges and took the immunity idol away from other people, I suppose. So you, it, allowed, yeah, it, it allowed you to vote out whoever you wanted when Matt was... Exactly. Whereas Stevie wouldn't have had yeah, that same he, power. Yeah, he wouldn't have won any of those challenges. No. None of them. Oh, you might have won the last one. Who knows? Well, He's pretty mentally strong. I mean, so just a side <laughs> note, we went to the Survivor viewing party for the finale and, and Stevie was there and afterwards he showed some videos of his you know, his audition tapes and that and one of his videos he showed was when he beat Liz in that challenge. So maybe yeah. he wasn't that bad a challenge threat. Maybe, maybe he, was he so wasn't. He was himself. He was up there on the he stage was. and he's like, watch this, guys. You might have a tear in your eyes. <laughs> uh, funny man. Uh, it was pretty funny. He is. He is. All right. Tell us oh, more about Liz. Continue. Continue. <laughs> At the merge vote, Liz plays her idol for Shawnee, despite her not receiving the majority of the votes. It's after this vote the controlling alliance of the post-merge is formed. The vigilantes, of which Liz is a part. Her lowest point is to come at final nine, where George orchestrates the blind side of Shawnee. Despite this, she remains loyal to George and the remaining vigilantes, never really being a target. Liz would go on to win three immunities as well as a spa reward where the, where the um, Jacuzzi 3 is created with George and Nina, seemingly Liz's path to the end. But she will then vote out Nina only one episode later. In the penultimate episode, Liz suffers another blow, losing closest allies Shawnee from the jury. From there, she goes on to win final immunity and has the choice to send George out or tie the vote and send him to fire against Jerry. She votes out George and uses this move as a crux of her argument in the final Tribal Council. She wins in a unanimous vote, 7-0-0, to zero to zero, and is crowned sole survivor of Heroes vs. Villains. And that, is yeah, a quick yeah. recap with, and that is a quick recap with Mac. A Liz edition. A Liz edition. Yeah, Liz. Yeah. Go, Liz. There's a fair bit there. Like she, she was, like I said, a main character throughout, and there's a lot of ups and downs and... Yeah, you know, she had to survive on her own when she um, got sw- uh, not swap screwed, but you know, a tough swap, and then she mutinied back, and you know, she she did a lot. She did a lot this season, and definitely a lot more than Matt and Jerry, I, I think. Oh, definitely, definitely. Well, Matt Matt was put into a difficult swap as well. Um, what I I'm actually a little bit annoyed with the editing of that final tribal council because we didn't hear a lot of this. We didn't hear the hard times that these players had, and. Even, like, the penultimate move, the move to get George out is... We didn't even hear, or no one explained how they actually did it, even though they both took credit for it. Or they all three of them took credit for it. 
yeah, I think that's definitely the, the one that people are up in arms about. Like, Liz is just saying, it's my move because I thought about it for so long with Shawnee. But then yeah. Matt sort of has the same argument, like, oh, I thought about getting him out too, George. But for some reason, it pays off for Liz. Yeah, and I... And not enough for yeah, Matt. So. But even Matt said, I talked to Jerry. <laughs> so, like, I feel like that's more than what Liz did. Like, Liz sort of just sat there and hoped that Matt and Jerry voted for George instead of each other. Yeah, so the thing is, this is how I've come down on it. And I, I do I do agree with you that, that, you know, she can't vote out George by herself, right? There's four votes and she needs, yeah. I guess, minimum two, but really it's three. So any one of those three could claim the exact same move. The only reason I see it a little bit differently is, is if if she knows Matt and Jerry are voting for George and George is voting for Jerry and she and George comes comes up to her and says, Hey, you gotta help me out she had at that moment she now has a choice to either tie the vote and vote for Jerry, sending George to fire, or sending him home. So I guess being I guess the, the last person to lock in their vote gave her the ultimate power. Whereas yeah. when when Matt and Jerry say, Okay, we're doing this and I'm sure it was it, we probably didn't see it, but I'm sure they told Liz their plan. Um, but yeah, but being them logged in, she ha- she's the one that has the decision to make. So to somehow that decision is more valuable than the early decision Matt and Jerry made. That's what we're being led to believe. Yeah, uh, that's what we're being led to believe. Yeah, yeah I just I th- I'm actually putting that down to the editing. I believe genuinely that Liz had some great arguments. We just didn't see enough of them. Um, oh, yeah. no, we didn't sure. see the reason why. All we saw was Liz sort of attacking Matt and sort of making Matt fidget every time she brought up that George's move was hers. And that's probably something Matt didn't do enough. He didn't sort of go on the attack. He sort of stayed on the defense trying to prove himself instead of acting like he'd won it and just pushing through. Yeah, I really thought Matt really struggled with the final trouble council. I thought he'd come in and sort of have a clear idea of what he wanted to talk about. And he really sort of, he didn't really have any answers to questions. He sort of, he had a good opening pitch. I thought all three opening pitches were pretty good and very like um, you know succinct and detailed with with what was going on. But then after that, he just crumbled. And Liz Liz just ripped into him, and you could see that he did not want to fight her back. And maybe that's not his personality, but he really needed to step yeah. up for himself and, and just claim some stuff. And I, I think the one that really lost him was you know when George is like berating him, like what move did you make? And I think ever at the viewing party, we're all saying the same thing. The obvious move that he made was getting rid of Shawnee. And why didn't he say that? Or we just didn't see it. Ah, uh, yeah, we, who knows? And George would have just come and said, no, that was my move. No, sorry, getting rid of Shawnee the, out, of, out of the jury, which is which was a solely Matt decision. Oh, as a jury, he yeah. Went, he went against George yeah. and, and he said, Jerry, I'm doing this, and, and got Jerry on side. And that was that's something I would say was Matt's really only clear move was for him. Yeah, definitely. And he he pushed through. Yeah, we didn't hear anything about that. Um, he was he made the right move in that case. I'd love to talk about that even a little bit. Yeah, let's go. Um, he made the right move for him. Wasn't for George. Wasn't for Liz. Even Jerry. Yeah, it's the right move for Jerry. Not that Jerry had a chance at this stage. But Matt, it was the right move for Matt, and he pushed it over the line. And yep. he got Jerry passed. He got George passed. He did the right thing. And we did not see that in the final tribal council because that is such a huge move, voting off a definite vote at the end for either Liz or George, depending on who gets there. Yeah, I thought it was like he got the double whammy, like the only person that probably wouldn't vote for him if 
it definitely had a final three because one of the other two had to be there. So he's knocking out a definite vote for one of them. I thought it was a great move. And it, it just for him standing up to George and like literally lying to George's face saying, yeah, yeah, we're voting for Simon. And then just, just didn't do it. Like this is what we wanted to see from Matt, you know, weeks ago. He's finally showed yeah. us some backbone. And then he, I guess he's just broken his back in final tribal where he just had nothing to say. No, he couldn't say enough for himself. Liz was into him. I felt a little bit sorry for him. Like, It'd be an all-time Me too, yeah. bad performance. <laughs> like when he yeah. just sat there and just couldn't say anything about his own move. I'm sure he said something at the time, but the way they portrayed it on TV, he sat there in silence. Um, it was a bit hard to watch, and you, you, your heart goes out to him. Yeah, definitely. Um, talking about people that our hearts may go out to, Jerry. His answer to everything and his reason for winning was, I'm old, but I'm still here. I'm an old man. I'm an old man, but I'm still here. Yeah. I'm still here. I don't apologize for anything that I did. Uh, and again, proving Jerry's probably never watched this show. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, good on him. Like, I, yeah, he propped my hat goes off. Like, well done for getting there. You are an old man. You're playing with these younger people and you've done really well, but you just, you got to read the room and you have to understand perception and, and especially the whole thing uh, with Sean where, um, He's like, oh, all you guys do is talk about footy. And Sean's like, oh, no, I have interests that align with yours. Do you know any of them? He's like, no. And he's like, do you have anything to apologize for? He's like, no, I am what I am. I am who I am. And it's like, you can't say that in this situation. You need to sort of like admit your errors and say, look, I, sh- I could have done better. I should- my social game should have been better. Like just saying you are who you are is like, okay, well, we have no reason to vote for you now. Like why would I vote for you if you're not even going to try and get on my level? Exactly, exactly. And it did not help that a day before, he threw himself to the slaughter. He offers it up in front of the final four and just says, oh, just vote me off. Just take just take me out. You guys have all played awesome games. Just take me out. That's going to somehow get through to the jury, whether that be through George or from Liz or Matt in their speeches. It, Jerry didn't have a chance before that, but even just saying that, you don't fall on your sword in Survivor. No, I was... I was not I, on purpose. What was that for? I'm not sure why he did that. That was a really bad... Like, this a bad... You just don't do that. You're the final four. You've got one more vote to get through to get into the final tribal council. Everyone's dream, and you want to hand it away? It was a real, like, Tarzan-esque sort of, you know, fall on your sword move, and it was really disappointing to see. I thought Jerry was better than that. Um, yeah. Like, he, he obviously, this loyalty thing... It's him to at the core, but this is a game, Jerry. This is not real life. You can you can still have a vote, and you can see at that tribal council, he's like, oh, this is the hardest decision I've ever had to make. I really don't want to make this vote between Matt or George. And you could just see, like, he's, he's already lost the game because people, <clears throat> the jury watching that, they're all returning players who would kill to be in his position. And he's exactly. happy, he's happy yeah. just to give it away. It's really, it's a poor form, you know. It is poor form, and it just shows an amateur. Which, unfortunately, uh, every, like all three of the final, well, the final three were amateurs, but Liz and Matt seem to just sort of rise above the rest and understand the game a little bit more. They all did follow George, the exact same as Jerry. They weren't as close to George, but they sort of understood that at some stage they were going to have to cut George, whereas Jerry, yes, he brought, he mentioned it with Matt and stuff, but he would have done anything for George. And he had to be convinced about George by that. 
Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, I, th- I think, um, yeah, Liz definitely learned from George as well as Shawnee, whereas Matt maybe just learned from only George. So maybe having that extra person that, that she could lean on helped her just overall learning some more things from, you know, arguably one of the the, the greatest Australian players in Shawnee. Yeah. Um, I wanted to sort of propose something to you, uh, possibly a... So this could happen in sort of a few different ways. Um, so Matt wins immunity. Um, George and Jerry vote Liz. Liz and Matt vote George. We got a two-two. After something that Jerry said like that, does Jerry give up fire and let George win? Uh, if Jerry what Jerry versus George in the fire. Jerry versus George in the fire. So now the other the other option I also had was Liz actually did go with George, which I don't think was ever going to happen because that would have ruined her game. And we got a 2-2, George and Jerry. They both go to fire. After what he said at Tribal right before, I'm almost like 100% sure he would have just given the fire up yeah, and well, let George win. It's something we discussed on the night. And I really think it was, it was looking that way. Like he just said, I just don't want to... Like, he obviously knew they were better than him, and he maybe he wants to, like you said, fall on his sword for their game. So I really think, especially if it's George, like his best friend, yeah, he, he probably would have. He would have given them the best chance to win. And, yeah, that's yeah. it's it's an even, like, bigger condemnation on, on Jerry's game. Yeah, exactly. And it's just his uh, limited understanding. I, I get he wants to be... Uh, he wants his integrity intact. He wants to be morally correct. Don't go on the TV show Survivor then. <laughs> I'm sorry, mate. Yeah. This is not the show. You saw the people in season two, th- uh, the first season, 2016. You saw how they've been raked over the coals by super fans. That is a boring season. A rewatch of that season is you watch the tribal count, you watch the first few episodes, then you watch the tribal councils, and you pretty much work out the entire season. Yeah, I mean Jerry maybe would have been good in a in a in an earlier season and but oh, I, definitely. Yeah, he's been he's definitely been recruited onto the show and he's probably thinking, Oh Survivor, like, oh Survivor in the wilderness, that's what the show's about. And it's 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 definitely not that nowadays. Like it, it it's morphed into its own little Well it's, it's it's obviously the game and it's it's more than the the survival aspect of it is almost non existent in terms of It's very limited, yeah. Winning the game. Yeah. I mean you have to do it, but it's like it's no one goes out there for that sort of challenge anymore. Like people go there for the, the, the exactly. you know, psychological warfare's and stuff like that now. So Jerry's exactly. just in the wrong era, so, perhaps. Yeah, he's an yeah, old man. Definitely. He's an old man. You know, maybe, he's an old man. Maybe when he's a young man, he, he would have fit in. Yeah, he would have fit in. Maybe, maybe he would have been had a bit more mongrel about him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> as he says it. Um, talking about a bit of mongrel, what did you think of this final immunity challenge? Yeah, I thought it was great. I thought it was uh, like a good. Obviously, it's going to be an endurance challenge, regardless. And I mean, last year, no, sorry, in Brains vs. Braun, we saw like the torture chamber with the spikes up through the ground. This one yeah. down yeah. through the back. Um, yeah, good time. I, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, I liked Liz, you know, egging Jonathan on, like, yeah, do another, uh, do another turn of the wheel. Uh, I've, I've seen an interview since, and she's saying, I knew that being the most flexible, the longer. It went with the spikes in there. The, the easier it would be for me. So she was really That's very smart about. Yeah. yeah, being an Olympian and having that flexibility, um, she knew that she could hold a position that was uncomfortable longer than the other the other three. So 
obviously it paid off for her. Um, but yeah, it was a good challenge. I like it. It was an epic. It was very epic. Like the waves coming over, and yeah, you know, they got the the family members there, and it was it was a it was a good challenge. Good final uh, final challenge. Oh, it was it was awesome. I remember why we liked the beach so much. Oh, like yeah. when you think of that first challenge in 2016 with Chrissy, uh, Christy and Lee and Elle and just the waves crashing over them and then they had the same thing with Jericho, Tara and Peter. It's just, you remember why you love this. Yeah. Whereas unfortunately in the outback, I, I, I did like the torture chamber. I thought that was a good twist by the, by the firelight. But that one where just everyone was just hanging... We all knew Shay was going to win. Yeah. It just it just didn't keep up to the mark. No, I think also like they're up on the side of a cliff. It looks cool, and I want to touch on that. Like exactly. not being in the outback, I really found the outback a little bit stale. There's no greenery or anything, and there's no like water. Like at least I think going back to Samoa was the right idea, and it was so much more just visually aesthetically pleasing. Honestly, like I, I, the outback really, I found it very. I don't know how to say it. Both seasons, they have a similar feel to me. I didn't like them, honestly. Like, I've, yeah. as much as I, I don't mind Brain vs. Brawn, I didn't. If that was on Samoa, it would have been a great season. But I, it really goes yeah. down a few notches, honestly, because it was because of the landscape around it. I just it was so plain and boring. There's just no greenery. Everything was dry and dead. Um, so yeah, sorry. Yeah. So I don't. Mate, Australia is gorgeous. <laughs> it is, but they just they went Australia to like is a, gorgeous. they went to a I deserted do, area. Understand. Like, there's dead trees yeah. everywhere, there's grass, it's, like, not green, it's, like, you know, dying in the... Hey, Survivor, come to the Southern Highlands, it's gorgeous down here. I, I do hear that. Well, there actually is a Survivor event down there soon, there, Buckles, which, you know, we might touch on later, I guess. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I do definitely understand, like, the Australian outback, it's dirt, it's dry. Even, like, hiding the idols, they would have found it so much harder to hide idols and stuff because there's less foliage, there's less, like you're around a dam instead of around an ocean. Yeah. I do, I genuinely love the beach and like America Survivor, American Survivor worked that out years ago. First, first season, Borneo around a beach, it really worked for them. Then they go to Africa, uh, they go to Australia, they go to Africa and they actually struggled. And when Marquesas came along, they really pushed the survivors going back to the beach because they understood that it was more appealing. Yeah. No. Um, and it was, and it was probably a bit easier to sort of organize people as well. Uh, I feel it might like just around camp and stuff like the outback is so vast that like just keeping parameters on camp and stuff is a lot harder. Yeah, well, you've got a natu- natural border of the ocean, which they can't really go too far one one, one direction. So, yeah, I, no, I totally agree. It's just, it's just, it's just barren. You know, the water, the water in um, in Samoa is blue. In the outback, it's brown. You know, the, the trees are yeah. green. In the outback, they're brown. You know, it's 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 all one color. You know, it's very it's very boring. And unless you're a survivalist, there is not a whole lot of food in the outback. Like I've done a few little courses when I was younger, and I've got a uncle in the army both my brothers were in the army so they've explained certain things like rub a bit of grass on your wrist for two days and if it doesn't come up rub it on your like the top of your lip for another two days if it doesn't come up try it on your tongue for another two days 
if it if you don't get a reaction or nothing happens, you can actually eat that grass. Oh, and right. it's like, but that's like that's like six days or seven days worth of effort put in just to find a grass to eat. To eat grass, yeah. I mean, that doesn't sound too. <laughs> just good. to eat grass. Yeah, a lot of a lot of us, a lot of Australian grasses are actually edible. Who knew? Uh, okay. Don't don't poison yourselves, guys. Who expected? <laughs> and eat the wrong one. Who expected the finale podcast to go to the you know the, the serenity of the, of the actual season and you know what, what sort of grass can we eat? I did not expect us to go here. <laughs> no, no, that's fair. Okay, well let's um, let's jump back. Yeah, let's go jump back on track. Um, I did find we we, we do have to eulogise George, but I did find it very unusual that he did didn't get like a final interview like once he got voted out yeah they didn't give him his little his little 20 seconds or 30 seconds yeah i sort of expected it just to come in as you know as over the top of everyone walking back to camp but we never really saw it and it was strange being like he's a character of the season yeah it's in many ways it's his season and just to get no parting words I mean, we still have plenty of him at the jury as well, but um, it would have been nice just to get a little send-off mid-finale because, you know, a lot of people, especially the casuals, they watch the show for one player, George. And, yeah, he just got voted out. First time ever in 94 days, I think he said. Um, it's a pretty big moment for the show as, as a whole. Um, so not getting yeah. his final words, a little bit disappointing. Yeah. Um, I would like to sort of just com- put a comparison between his brains versus brawn game and his game here. So in brains versus brawn, he went to the final five. There were, there were two, I guess you could call them goats in way and Kara to a point. Um, way obviously had a, a big growth, um, story arc that, um, genuinely might've got traction. If she got to the end, it has been discussed. Um, Kara, unfortunately was probably drawing dead, but she was with Flick. Uh, he was with Flick. He was with Haley, and he knew he, Haley would take him through as long as she beat Flick. Yeah. Um, because Haley was an even bigger threat than he was, or he knew that he could, uh, she, uh, she knew that he could get around George. What did you think of George going to the end with essentially goats or pawns, as Simon um, very metaphorically descriptive them? <laughs> yeah, it's interesting because in that in that game where it was Haley, Flick, and George final three, um, everyone knew that Flick would win if she made the end, and that was such a big talking point that both George and Haley knew that they had to take each other, otherwise they would lose the game. So having that threat ahead of George was the reason he made it to the end. If that was, let's say, if Kara or Wei made it in flick spot, then George does not make the end of that game. So in this yeah. game we've just seen, he didn't have that threat to shield him to say, okay, I have to, I'm the one that's getting taken because the other person will definitely win. Whereas in this game, he was the one that was definitely going to win. Um, so, yeah, like, he did really well to get to the end with these pawns because they carried him through. But I think they, like Liz and Matt especially, knew that they can't beat George. Jerry, yeah. I'm think if it was up to him, he would still take George? Because yeah. I do think he was that loyalty to a fault. Um, but in saying that, even if Jerry wins a challenge, it's a 2-2 at best. So there wasn't much George could do about it. Like we spoke about it last week. Sometimes you need to win that last challenge. Um, he just yeah. doesn't have that about him. And there was no, one, no bigger threat than him at that point in the game. No, there, de- there definitely wasn't. 
wasn't. And oh, that's that, I guess, is the one flaw to George's game. And I, I've already talked about this in a previous podcast, that George went out being one of the biggest threats, and he was almost going out to sort of catapult his his social game outside of the game sort of thing. He, his social standing on line or as cameos and stuff like that. He always sort of he went out almost preparing for this to knowing that he was probably going to lose. And he went glory, glory of, what was it? Death or glory, wasn't it? Death or glory. Yeah. Like, and he went, and he stuck to that the entire time. He's made something of himself now. He's the biggest name in Australian Survivor. And he's known by people that aren't, that aren't following Australian Survivor. He's done it. However, he is a good enough player to have won this game. Yeah. If he just sort of brought, cranked it back just that little bit, so then people like Nina could be a big threat. He could have those shields, but that death or glory, which I loved, it made the season so entertaining. It made him so entertaining. If he just cranked it back that little bit, he could have still done the death or glory, but there would have been other people around him that might have done some big and flashy moves that he could have beaten at the end that could have dragged him there. Yeah, but that, thinking that oh, his social game's shit still. That's not George, but George is there for his legacy, and it's something I, I want to touch on because people, people, I mean, the talk online at the moment is oh, you know, it sucks. George can't win. Like the game's the game has a flaw in it. It shouldn't be like this. The, the thing is, <laughs> you, you, there's there's two ways to play. You can play to win, or you can play to be the character. You know, the entertaining person, the most confessionals, yeah, you know, the the legend that George is, right? And he's yeah. chosen to, to, to play like that instead of playing to win. A lot of the times, playing to win means you you can't be as overt. You have to be under the radar. And a lot of the times, winning games equate to boring games. Whereas, yeah. I, it, it sucks, but that's just the way it is. Like, there's nothing that the show can really do about it to change that the way people vote people out. People vote out threats to their game. So if you're boring, you're not a threat to anyone. This is why we see three newbies make it to the end. Four newbies made merge, and three of them got right to the end because they weren't the biggest threats. And it's like Liz still played a decent game, but I would not call it a hugely exciting game. Um, as much as I liked her as a character, like her moves weren't big, and a lot of the times she wasn't the one directing yeah. him. Whereas George is directing everything, and that yeah, you know, it gets it can get you to a point of the game, which is you know a long way, very close to the end. And unfortunately, he didn't have the the physical prowess to, to win the challenge but if we saw him play a lesser game just so he could win I would be disappointed because the TV product he produced this season was all time if like I would say the best ever confessionalist strategist character out of any franchise that is exactly the answer I was looking for no worries. thank you Mac <laughs> um, no that that is exactly it like he went death or glory it was gorgeous it was beautiful. We have more ratings than we've probably ever had. It is what we wanted to watch. It is the Luke Toki game. It is brilliant. Yeah, but it's, he it's is Luke Toki on steroids. Lead character. It's Luke Toki on steroids. It's the lead character of Australian Survivor now. Yeah, 
and it's the reason that we are going to that we're going to have so many people come back next season because they're going to want to see the next George. Yeah, and it's something Australian Survivor love it or hate it. They do it really well with like the main characters. They give them all the content, and it's like if they are a good character like George, they can do the killer confessionals and have a theme about the way they talk. And you know, George's theme is king, queen, renaissance, taking down people, whatever that sort of stuff. His themes around he's constantly talking in that way, and it's very entertaining. And I mean, love him or hate him because he is divisive, but he's got a lot of fans, and he makes. Good TV. That's why we saw a lot of him. People yeah. complain about, oh, the confessional yeah. count was low for the, the final three. Well, you know what? They're in the game a long time, but they were probably not great. Like, they weren't that entertaining. Like, every time Jerry was doing a confessional, mm-hmm. did, were you entertained, or would you rather see another one? No, no. Oh, actually, no, no. There was, there was a few one-liners from Jerry that I really enjoyed. But So we get 155 confessionals from George this season. Not enough. Not enough. No, <laughs> no, I, I, I actually, I think it was the, per, I think it was the perfect amount yeah, because I n- oh, I, there was there was occasions that it was almost too much, George. But then you sort of wonder where he was in other episodes because he only had two confessionals. He only had three confessionals. Uh, he, whereas if we look at Liz and Matt, even Jerry, they So Liz and Matt both get 42 each and Jerry gets 28. But you can safely say we saw enough of them. Yeah. We saw enough of them for their game. And I think Australian Survivor has huge, vastly improved on their editing. Like we get Simon at, is, came in second at 85. Yep, I got him at 85. And then Haley at 64. These are huge characters but I can safely say, other than David and maybe a few of the early um, pre-mergers, I got to see everyone. I got to see everyone on my screen. I was a little bit shocked that Nina didn't get as much contact content early, but not a lot was happening around her. Um, everyone, it was it was a quite an even season. Even David, with two confessionals at the merge, we still understood somewhat of his game. Yeah. They I mean, tried. They at least put the effort in. Could, he had screen time. It just wasn't as a confessional. You could argue that he might have been, you know, the one that should have got more. But, like, this, I mean, I understood these people. I understood their motives. I didn't need to see more of them. And like you said, there's a lot of the time they were on the screen without doing a confessional, but they are in a conversation with someone, and we see them part of conversation. So as long as you see them, I think that's enough, like... Like that, I thought it was fine, and like I said, like we're here for an entertaining product, not for a fair, a fair product. Like it's not what it's for. We're here to make money on TV. Like they need the ratings, and you know who gets ratings? George. George gets ratings. Well, like we look back to All Stars, and David had similar numbers. I think he was one sixty-five or something. Don't quote me on that. Uh, he had similar numbers, and they were huge. And we could just tell from the start that he was going to win the game. Imagine being the producers producers at this moment, seeing all these big players go out just before the final uh, four and then George go out at the final four and you have to bring together something from Liz, Matt and Jerry mm. and uh, get a winning story and, get, and keep everyone entertained on these three and keep people loving them all the way to the end. This season was George to the end. And almost the entire time saying, he's not going to win. Death or glory. Yeah, Death well, is coming. No, that's 100% right. And like you say, like winning story. And like, 
Liz won the game, obviously. And but from the start, we knew her story. Like she was with Johnny, she got in with George. She had the, she was in a bad swap. She mutinied back. Like she was a main central character, despite like her limited confessionals. Like she was in the storylines a lot. So I don't think anyone can say, oh, like we don't know what this is all about or who she is or what's her story. Like I completely understand it, and and she had some good confessionals, and they were shown. And I'm sure a lot of the ones she had weren't that great or, or didn't really mean much to the actual the vote of that episode, so they didn't put it in. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like, yeah. I don't want to see rubbish from someone just because they make it far in the game. I want to see good content. So that's sort of where I stand on it. No, no, I, I completely agree. They, they, they showed us enough of Matt. We knew Matt's path. We knew Jerry's path all the way to the final three, even if Jerry was the goat um, or the pawn. In this circumstance, this season, are we going to suck only on pawns now? <laughs> well, it's They're a nicer goats, term than pawns. it's nicer than a goat, I think. And I guess pawn is, is some like is it? Isn't it? Pawn is it's no. I, I, oh, a pawn gets no. used. <laughs> no, it's not. Well, the thing is, a pawn will get used yeah, by a, a better player, whereas a, a goat, I guess, is just someone that is disliked by everyone and gets dragged. So there is a difference. Okay. No, yeah, I. You don't see it. It's definitely it's. I yeah, it's. I don't. I don't know if I see it. Well, what are you? Are, you? are you more of a but, goat or a pawn? What do you think? Oh, what would you rather? Be? I probably prefer. Oh, I prefer, probably prefer to be the goat. Yeah, to be fair, I probably would as well. <laughs> if, I, <laughs> if I'm disliked, well, who cares? But if I'm getting pushed around by someone smarter than me, and and like, if I can't see it, that's even worse. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I. So as we've already talked about Mac, how I'm not completely happy with the editing of the final tribal council. No. Um, Sam's question to Liz: How did you play the game proactively instead of reactively? And her answers was hit the ground running to stop uh, to stop being left behind. That's reactive. <laughs> Like all her entire answer was reactive. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. And I really, I really, I really disliked her answer to that. And it actually would have put me down if I was on that jury because everything she did in this entire game was reactive, other than voting out George. Well, I guess like being proactive in some is... way, or, or, or the or the possible Haley, the the Haley blindside. Uh, yeah, but I guess the thing with Liz, like she was never really like steering. The ship. She was on the ship, making you know, decisions with the ship, but she was never really steering the ship. So, to me, being if I was her, like being proactive is just being in the in the proper alliance, being in the majority alliance. That's proactive because before a vote happens, you know what's going to happen. So you're you're you can not dictate, but at least you're part of it. Whereas being reactive is, I guess, like yeah, you know, like I guess Simon, you could say, was like reactive the whole season, like trying to just, you know dig and claw and get out of a yeah. hole that he's in. And um, whereas Liz, Liz. I would say she was proactive the whole time. She probably didn't articulate it as well as she could have, but yeah, yeah I mean, it like bring up, bring up the flick, the flick, uh, like blackmailing George yeah. to keep flick or something like that. That's proactive. Like that's, that's you're one. pushing your point sort of thing. Um, even if that was a wrong move in hindsight, but uh, I'm guessing flick's not going to think that. <laughs> no, but maybe, maybe also if it was like it ended up being a bad move for her, so maybe she just wanted to draw attention to it. <laughs> like, oh, I saved Flick. <laughs> oh, but then she turned on me the next day. So it's, it's not really something you want to bring up to, to spruik your game up, I suppose. Yeah. 
Um, George, I've got George's question. It was a big one for me. Uh, he asked Liz and Matt what they did without him. And their answers were, vote you out. And yeah. Matt had a few extras. <laughs> yeah, I guess we, we've touched on that already, but like... It was, it was an interesting question. It was really something both of them could stand up and, and claim in front of everyone. And I think the difference is throughout the whole, well, mainly post-merge, we see Liz stand up to George a lot and I'm like, tell her, yeah. tell him her opinions on what she wants to do. And then George, although he doesn't su- like listen heaps to it, Matt, we never see that from Matt. We never see Matt standing up to George. Yeah. And, and the Matt biggest, is the porn. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Whereas Liz is sort of, I guess, a workable asset. Whereas Matt is literally my pawn, I will tell him what to do. So I, I do find that yeah. like that could be the difference in why she was a bit more respected. Um, yeah, we see in um, in the isolation episode, we like George is going really soft on Jerry, and Liz wants to get him out, and he's like, she's in it, in his ear, like you're going soft on the old man. You just you have a heart. You need to be ruthless, George. And that's something we never saw anything from Matt standing up to George, giving his opinion, trying to change his mind. Whereas Liz did that quite a few times. And and I think that's something, yeah, you should definitely earn some respect from everyone just doing that. I also think um, just Jerry and Matt being this, they're like a tight twos in the whole game. They've pretty much played the same game. And I really think it's detrimental to have someone in your alliance next to you at the final tribal council, because you have the same, virtually the same story. I know, I know there's like slight differences. Like Jerry had, he got voted out and got sent to the villains early. Matt, Matt got obviously in a bad swap. So like there was similar moments that were different, but overall, largely the same game. Um, so when you, when you're sitting next to someone like that, how did, how did the jury differentiate you from them? And I think that's probably why neither got any votes because people saw it as too similar. And Liz was this different person with a different, different attitude and a different game. And probably, you know, obviously it was a better game than the other two, but just having it completely different, I think was a huge part as well. Oh, definitely. Definitely. And it's like, there's the reason she got a unanimous vote. And it was because you had to either pick Matt or Jerry and they'd obviously both stuffed it or Liz. There was no heart. Like there was no, like Liz had the win the second George went home. It was just that simple. Yeah. There was no, even if Matt had a awesome, awesome tribal, people would have to choose Matt or Jerry or Liz. They could not. And even to give Matt their vote, they would have to, they're almost giving appreciation to Jerry for his game, which no one did. No one appreciated Jerry's game no. other than George. No, I get, I get the sense like we see J- uh, Jerry and Matt as different, different people, I guess, and obviously part of the same alliance. But I get the sense that the jury saw them as like one and the same. Like they were just two, two, two pawns, like we said, they just follow along, and um, they couldn't really split the two, so they just voted for Liz. And yeah, you know, full credit exactly. to her; she definitely deserves it. But um, it was definitely made easy for her by the people sitting next to her. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, oh, one one interesting question, just to duck a little bit away from tribal council for the time being. Um, the we've had two final threes, both unanimous votes. Do we think Australia Survivor's going to rethink uh, final threes for a little bit just after these last two? Yeah. So that was that Mark, Mark and. Uh... Liz, obviously. Um, yeah, that's interesting yeah. When, you, when you say like that. It's something you would never... It's not that common, unanimous votes. Um, so, yeah, a little bit strange. Oh, I'm not really sure what... I think, yeah. in the, especially in the newest seasons, with the last sort of, let's say, I don't know, from like mid-30s of US onwards, 
a lot of these juries get a bit of groupthink about them, and no one wants to vote yeah. for the non-winner. You don't want to waste your jury vote. So they all sort of, I think a lot of them collude before final trouble council and they sort of have a decision already made for them. And um, they sort of all want to vote for the winner. So that's why we see these landslide votes. I don't think that's what happened here. I just think they voted for the best player. Uh, but yeah. we, we, I've, you've heard these stories on, on uh, interviews and stuff. So maybe that's a part of it. Um, but even with like the small jury, you might think, oh, my vote's important. I'm not going to just go with the flow. I'm going to vote for who I want to win. Yeah, well, like in American Survivor, they brought in the final three because there was a simple method of winning Survivor, and that was you're a big player, you bring a goat with you, you win the game. Yeah. You and your best mate go, your best mate followed your lead the entire game. So in turn, they brought in the final three. Now, the one good thing about American Survivor is occasionally they throw in a final two here and there. They change it up a little bit. We haven't seen it in a while and we might not see it in this new era, but in the, like, if you go back, there was, there was changes. There was chops. There was, they changed things like that. They put the, they brought in the final four fire making and Mm -hmm. like, they're trying to give it some sort of spice to stop these unanimous, to stop these huge players from winning. But at the same time, keeping the huge players in the game and giving them the chance to win. Yeah, but when, when was the last final two? I'm this, just trying to think back. When was the last final two? Like Kageon was yeah. was a final two, and then yeah. that's a long time. That's ago. twenty twenty nine. That's twenty eight. Twenty eight. Twenty eight. No, that was twenty eight. Uh, twenty nine. Thirty. No. No, nothing after thirty. I'm pretty sure. No, no, you're right. Yeah, so it has been a while, and I guess those votes we haven't really seen too many landslides. Like we've seen a lot of like. One person getting zero, but it's not often that someone is unanimously winning. Those. It's, yeah, it's usually between two people. Yeah, yeah. So there's usually sort of the front runner, the person that played a decent game and is like giving them a run for their money, but doesn't get there, and then the goat. Yeah. So do you see so, Australian Survivor maybe going back to a final two next season, perhaps? I I don't think Australian Survivor is listening to this. I don't think Australian Survivor is going to listen to anyone. I think Australian Survivor is going to do what Australian Survivor wants to do. I hope they do. I hope they go back to a final two because I really think, like, it was it was actually, it was really cool for us. And it was cool for the players as well, debating um, who was going to, like, is it going to be a final two, final three? I like that. I like that option that it could go either way one thing that i don't like about it is obviously australian survivor could just make it a final three to get a big player through to the end to the finale to give a big player a bigger chance um which people will think is um they're trying to create the end game they're trying to create the story but i do really like the anticipation that it could be now that we do have final threes now we've had two final threes that final two, final three option that you've got a plan for both. I do like that. Yeah, I, I like it as an audience because like we don't know, but I would surely you would like the players to know just so they can actually plan things. Or are you saying keep it secret from the players as well? Well, they did it this season and it made it a very eventful season. Oh, I'm not convinced. Jerry and Matt were supposed to have a final three with George and they didn't tell him. Do you think so? Do you think? Do you think they didn't tell I, them? I heard. I heard an exit interview from Liz, and they were 
most of the time they were assuming it was a final two till Jonathan said there's no immunity today. We've got an extra vote for jury. So removal. that was the moment they found out. That's the moment that they found out. Shocking. I um, yeah. I, I, how could you like? Okay, like. I don't know. Like, surely the players, you, you need You've to got tell to prepare them. for both, mate. I guess, but like, it, I guess it helps the bigger players because it's one less round to vote them out. But uh, yeah, it makes a better TV product, I suppose. But yeah, I mean, I, I've always liked the final two. Maybe I'm a, a, a purist and that was always how it was. Mate, and I, I liked it, you know. I, I do like the final two. I like the final three for the option of getting that big player to the end. Yeah. But after seeing these last two seasons where we're getting unanimous votes both times. I think Mark's was a lot different from Liz's. Mark was a guaranteed, he should have won outright, no questions asked, no one else. I mean, I love Chrissy to death. She is a gorgeous human. But Mark deserved that season. Mark played the game. And Chrissy was just too far behind. Whereas in this season, yes, Liz played the better game. I genuinely believe she played the better game, but Matt wasn't a whole, wasn't that far behind her. No, he still, he was still as proactive as her. He had a bad swap that he had to maintain. He was in the numbers in the original heroes tribe. They just didn't go to tribal as much. He was like, not a, no one could really say a bad thing about Matt. Just like, whereas Liz probably made worse connections than Matt. Like Liz closed the door to Simon, whereas Matt at least left that open. And even with his tribal council speech, final tribal council speech of saying, oh, this idea, um, he at least made that open. So these two are a lot closer as players than other players would be. And we still got to, Unanimous vote on yeah. Liz. Well, I don't like this. Yeah. I don't like this. I wanted two votes on Matt, five on Liz. I wanted to see Matt, Liz, Matt, Liz, 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 Liz. Yeah. Look, obviously, that's better. The winner of Australian Survivors, Liz. I don't think Liz yeah. is a, is a seven-vote better finalist than Matt. I just think that's the way the votes came out. And I think that's, like I said, some sort of jury group thing as well. Like, no one wants to vote for the loser. Um, yeah. Like, Matt, I do think Matt... His game wasn't that bad all round. Like you said, he was always in the numbers. He, he played a great social game. Um, his opening pitch to the jury, I thought, was really good, really strong. All three, really strong. He spoke about that phone call he made, um, or he gave to Geordie, and how it set him up as a nice guy going forward. And he had this really, I guess, being like one of the younger guys there, and he had this like really baby face. It, it, it's probably disarming in a way that, that allowed him to, I guess, go under the radar a bit and being a newbie as well he came off really non-threatening and he, he used it to his advantage so full credit to him like making the final is 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 not an easy thing to do and he did it really well and he didn't get that many votes on the way through so no one was really ever targeting him so he played a really strong game and he should be proud of that and I don't think yeah 7-0-0 to zero to zero was a reflection of the no. quality difference between the players no, definitely. And that's unfortunately, it could have been at his own detriment because he brought Jerry, because Jerry still made it there with him. As I said, if you're voting for Matt, you're sort of voting for Jerry at the same time. That's why Liz got this seven yeah. votes. But the alternative was George, yeah. and that would have been just yeah. no good. Just George, George would win a yeah. seven, or he wins seven votes to none as well. Is oh, that, yeah, yeah, is that yeah. Uh, 
Not if Shawnee's on. Does everyone vote? Not if Shawnee's there. Would go Liz, yeah. No, I'm saying if. Yeah, Shawnee would have gone Liz. George's um, in there instead of anyone. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. Flick. I can't say Flick's the biggest. I know that they're friends on the outside, but I can't say she's the biggest fan of him in the game. Okay, uh, so Liz, Liz gives him a run. There's still, it's still a hero. I, I don't know. No, I don't think Liz gives him a run. I think he still wins, but I think there's like Liz could swing a vote. Yeah, like she uh, could. She could. Yeah. She, you know, what? well, no, like not even just not even just Shawnee. I think um, the yeah. possibility of Liz, possi- I mean, a possibility of Flick, possibility of Nina. Um, I think Sam. She had a good connection with Sam. Sam's mateship. Yeah, there's like there's if so- Shawnee's there, that's four votes that she had an option for. I'm not saying she gets them. Yeah, I'm just saying she had an option for. That's very. I see Sean definitely going George. I see uh, um, Spiman going George. Yeah, I'm see Haley going George. Those are three definite George votes. Yeah, I, they're they're all they're all Survivor purists. They 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 know George played the best game out there. Not to mention Haley's. One of George's best friends. Yeah, it's, um, funny, it's funny you say so Simon. So those are three. It's, it's funny you say Simon, especially when George wanted to get him off the jury, which I thought was a bad move. So I was, I, before we... I just, I, me too, me too. I completely fucking agree. Yeah. I thought Simon's... Uh, we, we know him as a super fan of the game, and any super fan is going to vote for the best player. And, like, despite what his relationship was with George, I think he would be able to put that aside and vote for George. I definitely, I definitely agree. That Simon was not bitter. Simon, have you have you seen? Any, you've you've just hung out with Simon for I think Simon got voted off what forty three days yeah. or something, and you've just hung out with him. Simon's not. Don't get me wrong. He'll he'll play it up for TV and stuff, but he is not a bitter person. He's just excited to bloody be there. No. He wants to vote for the person that played the biggest game. George, even thinking about saying, uh, even thinking about voting Simon was stupid. I think it was him trying to... Sh- the only way I see it, because I think George is smarter than this, is he's trying to shield Shawnee because he knew he wanted Shawnee on that final jury bench. Oh, of course, of course. And Simon was a reasonable option. Who else is an option? Uh, yeah, I guess no. that's fair. Like, it's, Simon's an easy story to say, oh, you know, he hates us yeah. all and we don't know what he's going to yeah. do. But yeah. um, yeah. I just thought it would have been, like, poetic if Simon was the one to get kicked off. Like, he's had this hard season. Oh. He's been on the bottom the whole time. Could you imagine? Uh, it would have been, yeah, it, it would have been so sad. It would have been hilarious. I would have cried for you, Simon. Oh. Well, I wouldn't have. I would have felt like crying for you, Simon. Yeah. I would have definitely wanted to. Uh, Simon was... He was awesome, and I'm so glad he was there at the final tribal. George, the only way I see George's reasoning for that is to try and protect Shawnee because he knew it was in Matt and Jerry's best interest to remove Shawnee, and they had the power. Yeah, I was, yeah. And Simon was the only other option on that jury that he could get... Uh, to save Shawnee. No, that's fair. So I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think I don't think it's as bad a move as um, initially thought. Like when I first saw it, I'm like, "What the hell are you trying to vote off Simon?" And then I thought it through. I thought all the others through, and I was like, "Nah, actually, to try and save Shawnee's ass, it was the right move." Yeah, trying to, to go Simon to make a pitch for anyone else. Matt would have sort of caught on and said, "This is not for me," and probably just done what he wanted anyway, which is what he did. But. Um... Yeah, I thought even even just George jumping on the vote for Shawnee was um, 
interesting as well, just to save. I thought he was doing it to sort of save face with Simon on the jury to say like I didn't vote for yeah. to try and get you off, but I think it was more to solidify with oh, Jerry. I actually I, I changed my mind with it. I think yeah. it was more like. Because after he did it, he's like, oh, thanks, Jerry, for letting me know. Like, we're still together. We're loyal, you know. And I think that was like, yeah. just in case Jerry won the final tro- uh, final immunity, that Jerry would take him. So I thought it was yeah, smart awesome. by George. Yeah, no, no. I agree. He had to. And it's better to be on the winning numbers than the losing numbers. Um, especially when one of these guys has to take you to the end the next day because he knows he's not going to win. And these guys on the jury have to vote him, uh, vote for him to win if he makes it. So it was definitely the right move voting out Shawnee, no matter how good of friends that they are. Not to mention, I'm pretty sure Shawnee would have voted Liz anyway. She would have been like, oh, Georgia's got this win. I'm going to vote Liz because I love Liz. I just think she would have um, anyway. I think she just she's that sort of person. We've seen her in all her seasons. She gets her best friend and like she, she loves that person. Yeah. And like, yeah, she exactly. was with George, but George ultimately voted her out as well. And I do think like exactly. her and Liz are going to be like friends forever. So I, I don't blame yeah. her if she wants to vote for Liz. <laughs> I don't blame her at all. I, I, I wouldn't have blamed her. Uh, Shawnee is Shawnee and Shawnee is right in my mind. Shawnee is always right. <laughs> yeah. is always right. Even, at, even if she doesn't play her idol when she knows she should. Yeah, uh, that's right. Talking about not always being right, I got a little tidbit from uh, Simon and George at, uh, well, George's uh, jury villa. I don't know. Did you watch this, Mac? I haven't yet. No. Okay. So Simon is so Simon cuts in George's mo. Oh, really? George is just trying to look like me. Yeah, George is just trying to look like me. Um, but yeah, so Simon cuts in George's mo, and they're having a discussion about Matt and Jerry being pawns, and George then brings up Liz is more like the horsey thing that goes side to side. And then Simon answers, oh, that's the rook. <laughs> and George is like, yeah, Liz was a rook. And it's like, for such strategic people, I'm thinking Simon thought he was talking about a castle. That's what a rook, so a rook is. A castle. But yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm guessing so it's the side to side, like sort of the length of the thing. And then George is thinking the thing that just sort of jumps weirdly, which is the knight. The knight, yeah. And it was a little bit disheartening knowing such a strategic player <laughs> does not know chess. Well, maybe, yeah, maybe he's a checkers man. I don't know. Chess is a yeah. He's a he's a, po- he's a poker man. He's a oh, poker there man. There you go. There you go. It's it's yeah. yeah. I, I like George's get up with the moustache and the whole the purple uh, the vest. That was fun. Have you have you seen the meme yeah, was... get, doing the rounds? Um, you know Dodgeball the movie. With, dodgeball, yeah. You yeah. see it with White Goodman. It's like when, when you've got trouble cancel at nine, they have to play dodgeball at ten. <laughs> exactly, it was awesome. I had a, I had a good laugh. It was awesome. And and uh, we're finding that everything that George is, all of his interviews and everything, he's just got that shirt open, oh. so then everyone can see that immunity see necklace. He's, he's he bloody he bloody. Um, he represents it, that's for sure. Like we're, At the start of the season, we're all like, why the fuck's that dickhead got it on his chest? And now we're like, yep, I understand Survivor's his life. Oh, 100%. On that's his brand. He is Survivor now. And he, yeah. he probably does a lot of, I don't know, talks. And he, he's promoting the show everywhere. And, you know, if, he's got a, it's a really cool tattoo. Like, you've got to show it off. You don't get a tattoo to hide behind your clothing. You get it to flaunt it. So he's doing, he's doing that. He's, he loves it. He loves, yeah, the guy's half naked all the time, isn't he? 
Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> all the time. Um, all right, let's get off George's tattoo and move on to Haley's final vote for Liz. That was, it was moving. Yeah, the final words, final words of the season before it cuts to the credits, and I thought that was uh, fitting for a past winner. Um, yeah, Haley says uh, something like, in a, in, a, in a season where women, newbies, and villains were endangered species, maybe it's a combination of all three we needed for the winner. And I've done the numbers on this, and she's not wrong. She's not wrong at all. So let's go women first. Um, out of the first nine people voted out, how many were women, Buckles? Let's play a little game. Seven. Seven out of the first nine were women. Crazy. So that's seven out of out, yeah. of, out of twelve possible women. Well, that was a guess. That was a guess. So I didn't even know that. No, that's you, awesome. you got yeah. it right. You got it right. Okay. So seven out of yeah. out of all twelve are gone after after nine votes. All right. How many newbies were gone in the first thirteen votes? How many were newbies? Twelve. No, it's ten. So you went. You were a bit off. But Fuck. Okay. Close. Ten. Oh, bugger. Ten out yeah. of thirteen. It's crazy. And it was. There's only what four more than that. The final three and David's. Oh shit. So <laughs> shit. How did I not think that through? It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that is. That is crazy. And yeah. And uh, villains. Last one. Villains. So I've got two. So out of the first seven votes, how many were villains? Six. Six out of seven. You're right. You've got it. You've got it again. Very good. And out of the first twelve. Out of the first twelve. I mean, it's only a little bit more, but. It's worth noting. Eight. Eight out of 12. What are you going through your notes, are you? <laughs> No, no, I've gone through my head. I, I should have done that for the newbie question. Yeah. <laughs> I should have done that for the newbie question. So six out of seven, eight out <laughs> yeah. of 12. So there's only four villains after the, after the first 12 votes, and this is one of them. And it's amazing to look at these stats, put them together. The percentage of that one person being a woman, a female, a newbie to make it to the winner, was it must be extremely low. So... Yeah, yeah. Just, just another reason this is a great winner. Where would you put Liz yeah. in your... So we've, we've got, what, eight seasons of Australian Survivor. Where does Liz rank for you in... Just in this, just in Australia, let's not talk about international, just in the Australian Survivor yeah. hierarchy, where would you have her? Look, I can't... I've, I've, I've put some thought into this, and I can't comfortably put her in my top four. Do you want to go through? Let's go. Because can, you, can you run through who is your top four first? Okay. So my number one is Haley. I am a big fan of Haley's win. Um, now, I only decided to put her as my number one very, very recently because I decided to equal out the screw, the swap through, uh, the screw, the twists. So she had a twist that helped her, she had a twist that hurt her. It evened out. So I've sort of come to terms with that. I thought she was a brilliant, brilliant on the top, brilliant on the bottom. Next, I want to go David. Now, I do think David was more of his season. He was a huge player. He was a huge character. And he did exactly what the season needed. I, to a point, believe that he, his sickness probably got him his season win. If he didn't get sick, he might have come off as more of a threat more of a challenge beast and he might not have got there, but having people like Brooke being the last person voted out worked out very well in his favor and he worked it. Um, then I have Mark. I, after seeing Mark and the person that he is, 
and that's the, that's the same thing that I really attribute David is neither of them are betas and they made themselves betas. And it was a full season worth of work to be this person. Whereas Pia, Christy, Jericho, they didn't have to work this hard to be the betas that they are. Yeah. Yeah, I think the top three picked themselves. I think I think most people would say those three were the best three winners. I think it's the yeah. next three that sort of split the difference. Because I, I think most people would say Shane and Christy are the bottom two, I would say. That's my opinion. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I think Liz would fall with Jericho and Pia. And I'm, I'm not sure the order of where you put them. Where, where do you have them? If you think about it, I believe that Pia is my four. She played a beta game. However, she genuinely did make moves and she lied and she played people against each other. She manipulated. I felt a lot better mm. in my view. I would then put Liz, Jericho. I love Jericho. Jericho is my probably my favorite character for a winner. I think I prefer him over David. Wow. I was so excited to see him back in All-Stars. I just wish he didn't get voted out so early. But his game was... Not he didn't he didn't really do anything, whereas PR did a lot more throughout the game. So and Liz, yeah, I, I put PR over Liz. So you got Liz. At four. I, I, I'm betting. I'm betting. I'm betting a lot of people aren't happy with me about yeah, that. I, I, I probably and have, then and then Christy Shane. Yeah, yeah, I probably have Liz above PR. I just think Liz's robe was probably a bit harder. She probably was more. What was she? She was more. She, she was putting a lot of tough spots with the with the swap, the mutiny, and all these things, and, and she found her way to the end. And, and yeah, you know, having the also the three immunities was there was you know something. She had an idol which she played on Shawnee. She just she seemed she was more active, I'd say, than Pia. So I'd probably have her at four. And I mean the top three, you don't need to know my order, but I don't really have an order off the top of my head. I think Mark's wins underrated. Dave's obviously a lot of Dave, um, and his win was great. But I do think that season was a bit stifled by the lack of game players after merge. So maybe you take points yeah. off him for that. Mark could probably take points off because Sam was there helping him. And then Haley would probably take points off because she did get voted out. But then she came back and played a really good game. So I think the top three are probably interchangeable um, for me. I haven't really sat down and nutted yeah. it out. And then Liz is your four. I would say Liz is my fourth, yeah. She played a yeah. pretty good game. Yeah. I I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan just to justify my choice, I believe Pia getting through those first few votes in such a alpha challenge strength because remember they, they were losing those yeah, um, yeah. immunities at the start um, I put a lot of attribute that such a small girl could get get through using literally her social game because she had no physical game yeah I mean you said so, that they, they had one vote and then then um didn't Abby and uh, Ross flip over? So really, like she had yeah, the numbers but, after one. But then, uh, yeah, but so, like she was, was she definitely ever in trouble? included in that. She was definitely included in that. Yeah, no, of course. And like, in flipping to... them over, she 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 put the effort in. She she did her due diligence with Abby. Her and Janine put in the effort with Abby. Oh, so anyway, that's just me justifying myself. Let's not let's not go back too deep into other seasons. But yeah, let's let's when let's not get season? into it. Let's, while we're there, where, where, do you, where do you where do you think this season falls? I mean, I know you're a big fan of 2017. Um, where do you, where do you have? I am a huge huge fan of 2017, but this is my favorite Australian season. This heroes versus villains. 
is my number one Australian season. And I think it might be recency biased. Ask me again next year. Might be a bit not might be a bit different. But this was awesome. There was four episodes, five episodes that were boring. There was more than that in 2017. I I really liked it. I like what Australian Survivor has done. I think they've listened to a point. And I think they've evened out a lot of the kinks. We didn't get the Joker, the Joker, the Joker the entire way through the post-merge. We got uh, even Death or Glory. In I didn't. I don't think I got bored of it. I don't think I heard it so much that it annoyed me. I think George annoyed me more than the Death or Glory, and I love George, but like, it just he's a dick. <laughs> um, and yeah, that I think. They let the players do their thing. It was almost set up for big players like George and that to manipulate these this fodder. It's a fans versus favourites, almost. And yeah. Yeah. it was good. It was good. I liked it. I like both the fans' favourites seasons in America, and I like it here in Australia. I'm going with it's, it's my favourite. Yeah. How about uh, you, mate? Hard to disagree. I think it's easily... The best Australian season ever. I think for all the reasons you've said, all the, I guess, yeah, the fodder went early. Like we've seen to get a, a jury only of returning players and then Shawnee as well on top of that. Um, just just goes to show that's what we want to see. We want to see returning players because we know them already. Like, and they can only, and there's a difference. Like, do they improve or, or are they just different from their first season? So it adds a level of familiarity to the viewers. Um, the new, like, obviously, new, new players are great. But when there's a mix of the two, I want to see the returning players. The season yeah. was fantastic. The move, there were so many good moves in it. Like obviously, best trouble ever was part of it. But like, there's so many others that just you know that happened throughout the whole game. And I know you said recency bias might sway us, but I don't think so. I think in a, in a year's time, when you rewatch this, if you or whenever you do, you'll you'll just be riveted again and again. And it, it, it's so good. I've got this. I'm saying it now. This is the best season. Ever of a survivor, I, I, okay. nothing comes close. I think as much as I love Heroes and Villains US, I think having the longer episodes and the longer uh, season in terms of ep- like the amount of episodes just elevates this season yeah. to another level. Yes, yeah, fine, we got a couple slow ones late, but don't let this detract from what was a fantastic yeah. season pre-merge and the early post-merge. There was a lot going on, and we don't see that very often to have episode after episode of great viewing, compelling TV. We just don't see it. It was, it was the, it's the best I've ever seen. Uh, well, I'm, I can't agree that it's the best episode of all time, but I definitely agree it's the best Australian episode, and it would well and truly be in my top five of all time, possibly my top three. What's your number one, it, then? What's I, your best all time? Awkward Return pause. of the Outcasts. Really? Return of the Outcasts. Well Africa. and truly. Well and truly. I, I, the truth is, if we were to do a top 10, there'd be three seasons of South, of South Africa in that. Yeah, awesome. Okay. Um, I just, I'm a, that is my favorite franchise. Not that I put any less effort into Australian Survivor because of that, but it is my favorite, and that is because I'm a game boy. No, it's hard to. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a game bot that's six foot four and a hundred kilos, but I'm a game <laughs> bot with a big moustache. 
With a big moustache. Exactly. <laughs> um, anyway, all right, let's, um, I, let's just quickly, like we've talked about all the characters, all the players. Let's quickly rush through. I was almost thinking we could even give them just like a quick out of 10. Um, when I say a name, you hit me with a number. And if I disagree, I'll change it. Out of 10, how do you rate George as a, as a player? I mean, we probably should give George more than just a number. Let me just have a quick speech on George. The other two I don't care about. Okay. No, yeah. come on. This is Other this, three? Other three? Oh, we've done Liz, haven't we, already? Or we're doing Liz <laughs> as well? Okay. Oh, okay. Right. Let's do Liz as well. George is, yeah. I said it earlier, the best character ever. Ever. This is yeah. why it's the best season ever. This is why it makes everything. Like, his, his confessionals are gold. His strategy is... Next level. We've never seen anyone do what he does. He is just the best, and he'll be the best player never to win. And I was, he, he's ne- from now he can't win. Like this is the only chance to win no. because it's only his second time. Now he's done what he's done. There's no chance he gets anywhere near the end. So greatest player ever, yeah. George. We'll add an off. And I need to say his name. Done. <laughs> I don't, I can't pronounce it. <laughs> uh, no, I I agree. So we're giving him a ten. Let's give him a ten. <laughs> yeah, for short the answer player. ten. Let's give him a <laughs> let's let's give him a ten for character. Yeah, and memorable moments. The the tribal, the tribal episode seven, the greatest tribal ever. I watched it again the set, the, the next day to do the notes for this podcast. Yeah. When we did an emergency podcast, I was still shaking watching it a second time in less than twenty four hours. It was awesome. That is the memorable moment. Yeah, I, I, there's so many, but I think I don't know when you when you said it just then. What came to my head is when <laughs> the, the episode of Shawnee goes home, and um, they, you know, we see Shawnee Liz talking, and then like the voiceover of George, and he, he's like the shiz. When did the, the shiz? <laughs> when did the Spice Girls become the shiz? I love it. It's, he's incredulous about it. It's the funniest thing, and every time I think about it, it makes me laugh. And that, when you said memorable moment, oh. that's what popped to my head. <laughs> Uh, and the torment of him just walking up and down the beach yeah. like this is when oh Spice, no when, this realization uh, when did the Spice Girls become the shiz uh, <laughs> oh, when did they uh, um, and will he return he will definitely return however he's not returning for just any old season he's returning for the season whether that be the Australian season that means the next full returnee cast, I don't think he'd have a chance on anything but a returning cast, and even then, I don't think he's got the chance then. Nah. Um, or a world. Yeah. Some sort of yeah. Australia versus other... Australia versus South Africa, or America versus International, or something like that. There is... There's something else there. Yeah, and that, that's and getting a lot of steam. It's got to be. He's not coming back for that. Those, yeah. those talks of this international season, they're picking up a bit of steam, and I reckon... George is the one to make it happen. Now that everyone's seen oh, this season, definitely. this season has gone global. People around the world are talking about it. Yeah. This could, George could be the catalyst for this this global, you know, worlds collide season. So look yeah. out for that, everyone. Imagine George, Luke, and David on the same tribe. Oh, how could you? How could you make what it episode the... long enough for the confessionals? Oh man, they'd have to, yeah. Well, they'd versus it'd be, be two hours every. Versus like Chappie's versus Anthony, Boston Rob, yeah. Boston Rob, <laughs> Rob Sandra, fucking oh, 
I think, I think um, in the off season, I want to do, I want to brainstorm with you, but maybe do like a couple of drafts of like who would be on these seasons and, and stuff like that. This could be oh, off season content. That, yeah, I love it. I love it. I love it. Let's we'll talk about that. this later. Then. Okay. Uh, let's knock out these last two players or these last three players. Um, I'm giving Matt as a player. I'm giving Matt a six because he got to the final tribal. I'm giving Jerry a four because he got to the final tribal as the goat. And I'm giving Liz a six as well because there's not a whole lot between the two games that I can really find enough interchangeable to give her an extra point other than she won. Maybe I'll give her a seven. I'll give her a seven. Uh, that's probably a little bit harsh on the winner of the season, a seven. Uh, I've got from a six. Probably... Yeah, but if George is ten, you can't put Liz at nine or eight. Okay, that's fair, I suppose. But really, who else was even near a ten in terms of gameplay, mate? Like... Haley got the second most amount of buffs, but I wouldn't give her near a ten because she was. I think I think Shawnee Shawnee was pretty close. Yeah, if Shawnee played her idol on that in that episode, I'd give her a ten. I, I'd give her a nine and a half even now. Shawnee played an amazing game up until the point that she was voted out. That is true. She was very good. Yeah. Okay. So I'll, gi- I'll give Liz. She was awesome. I'll, go, I'll go Liz. I'll give her a seven and a half, just extra point, or extra half because she won the game. Uh, Jerry, yeah. you gave a four. I would give him more than that. Honestly, yeah. he was in a majority alliance. Um, voted correct, voted correct voted more correct. than anyone else in the season, which we got wrong at uh, trivia. Yeah, but he found himself <laughs> on the bottom early in the Heroes Tribe. He could have gone home in the first two votes, and all of a sudden he makes it right at the end. He's caught his way off the bottom, found himself in alliance. He's done pretty well for himself. I'm giving him like a six. That's a solid game from Jerry, despite his uh, failings yeah. as a player in terms of didn't want to turn on George. Everything else he did was pretty good. Like, And George was actually going to him for like advice. Like We sell that a lot. Yeah. So I'll give, him a, I'll give him a six. And Matt, I'll probably give Matt a six as well. It's a similar sort of game. Like, without yeah. being flashy, it was a solid game. We, in, and it's a repeatable game. Like, if either of them played in another season, they could play a similar way and still do quite well. So Very well, yeah. Repeatable yeah. games right. deserve more, I think, than, you know, because you can, you can, they're useful, like, in any season. So, point yeah. to that. All right. Um, as characters, Liz, like we've already talked about, uh, resting, bis- resting bitch face. By the way, I'd, I'd like to just sort of bring back that in our initial episode, our preseason episode, you thought she'd get to the final three, and I, I thought she'd make it deep in the in the merge. Yes, that's exactly what you said. So we we actually we actually I I called her confident. My word for her was confident, and I said that she could beat anyone, whether it be physically or in a debate. So we were both spot on, man. We, we, it turns out we we can read a photo. I have to go listen to that podcast. Well, I'm pretty sure I said Jerry would be first out, so I, was, I wasn't that far. I was pretty far <laughs> I think we said Stevie was going to be first out, didn't yeah. we? Oh, I think Jerry was close to you, <laughs> if not Stevie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, okay, Liz as a character. Yeah, she was in job. I give her a six or a seven. Uh, Matt, uh, six or a seven. Jerry... I actually found him probably more entertaining than both of them because of his one-liners, but he sort of lost it at the end. I give him, I give him a seven. So you got six or seven for all three, and then seven for Jerry. Okay, yeah. I'm going to go Matt. Seven for Jerry. Matt as a character, I did not really enjoy him. I don't think he offered a whole lot in terms of confessionals, in terms of like comedy, entertainment. So he's like a four for me. Liz, I loved Liz. I thought she was great. I thought she deserves more than a seven. Probably like a, you know, as a character, 
probably like an eight, probably like an eight. I don't think she wasn't like too overt, mm. I guess. Jerry. She wasn't 10. She wasn't George. And Jerry, yeah. I'd probably go, so you went, you went seven? That seems high. Yeah, I went seven. Yeah, I, I, I liked Jerry. Yeah. I liked Jerry as a character. Yeah, I, I, I dropped him down to a five. I don't think it was that great, to be honest. That's probably why I wasn't yeah. huge on this. Like, Liz was an obvious winner just because she was a, you know, a yeah. much more fun person. Yeah. Uh, memorable moments. Liz won the game and she has resting bitch face. <laughs> Jerry, uh, oh, if you throw me to the walls, I'm going to come back with a pack. That line that he said when he got uh, sent over to the villains yeah. was awesome. And Matt's the baby, uh, uh, the pregnant wife moment. Yeah, yeah, with, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And George, I, I, actually, Kara coming out. Kara coming yeah, out. Oh, that was that. awesome. When Kara came out. <laughs> we didn't speak about that. Oh, I'm sorry, Kara. Oh, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, are you kidding me? And then I'm like, oh, who's coming out for Liz? Is Shawnee going to come out? But obviously, Shawnee didn't. <laughs> Would have been funny. Yeah. Okay. Um, now, I have a feeling your opinions are going to be the same for me as me with the Buckles buff of the episode. Buckles buff. Um, yeah. Buckles buff of the episode. What do you got? We've got, I got Matt for 23 and Liz for 24. We are really rushing through this, aren't we? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I've got, I've got Matt for 23. He won the challenge. He told George what he's going to do. Well, he didn't tell George, but he, he didn't do what George wanted to do. He stood up to him. He lied to George. He got Jerry on side and he got Johnny out. So Matt got my buff for that one. And hard not to give Liz a buff um, given her final trouble council performance. She won the challenge. Uh, so, yeah, same as you, Matt and Liz. Yeah, awesome. So keep us out of suspense. Okay. Who, who, who won the buff okay. of the season? I don't think we know. I wonder. I wonder. <laughs> um, George killed it. He killed it on 17. 17. Um, Absolutely smashed it. He was ten above number two, which was Haley. Wow. Then we have our winner Liz on six buffs. Simon was on five buffs. We have Nina, Sean, and Flick with Matt jumping up to there with his two from this week on four buffs. Ben and Geordie on three. Stevie and Shawnee on two. Shawnee, it seems low. But um, I think that was sort of the good game that she had. And Sam had one. Yes, Sam. So that is the end result for Buckles' buff of the episode. Well done, George. First uh, inaugural season podcast buff. Uh, yeah. We'll have to get in touch with him and maybe he'll have to come on as a guest next season, I suppose. No, no, no. I think, I think we make this even. George, if you're listening... I have a brand new buff for you. All you got to do is send me a text and say, um, I got it for you. Well, <laughs> Just I'd love saying. to see that because I could go for one of them. <laughs> yeah. Your merch now. Yeah, merch. Um, all right. Good. All right. There. That's it. That's a, that's a wrap. That's a wrap on the that's season. A, that's a wrap on the season. Bloody hell. It was a it was a long a, ride. It was a, a great fun. Um, I really enjoyed doing this. Our first, obviously, our first season we covered. If you haven't been listening, we're doing US season at the moment as well. Um, check that out on Channel Go on Thursday nights. If not, it's on Nine now. You can catch up. We're only what four episodes in. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, the podcasts are a lot shorter than this. They're only about thirty to forty minutes, and it's a bit more lighthearted. A bit of just a quick a quick take rather than an you know, in depth dive. So join us for that. Um, yeah. 
Well, I'm sure we're going to have some um, off-season content on Australian Survivor, as we discussed. Uh, there's, We've got Sydney Survivor. We've got a chat with Eli about that before that starts. So that'll be in a month or two. And, uh, and there, Mac brought up, we might uh, make a world's draft pick, um, which would be a good thing to discuss and get into. Yeah, I've got I've got a few uh, ideas which I'll discuss with you, but um, yeah, look, yeah. Just, just keep your eyes out for some podcasts yeah. coming. Keep your eyes there. out, yeah. And um, don't forget to follow us, guys. Uh, we're on Survivor Buffs, Blindsides, and Banter on Facebook. Survivor underscore three BS on Instagram, which I will not be running anymore. We're passing it over to someone that's a bit better at running Instagram because I've never had Instagram, so we suck. I apologize. I, we will get better. I couldn't tell you're an amateur. It did not show at all. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. I swear to God, I tried. I just, yeah. Anyway, and on Twitter, which is starting to gain a little bit of traction, we're Survivor3BS. So, yeah, this is it. Australian Survivor, locked and loaded, done. In the book. Reckon we'll get any, get ready, reckon we'll get any of the players for a deep dive? <laughs> I'm sure you could get a few. You know a few of them, don't you? <laughs> oh, I could I could ask. I don't know if they'd do it. Nah, we're not we're not a big enough audience just yet to do it, but we're starting to get there, guys, and that's because you you guys are listening to how fucking long are we into this? <laughs> um Yeah, so thanks everyone. Thanks for the season. Thanks, Mac. Amazing co host. I've had a great time. Yeah, I, I like know. talking Survivor. That's I like disagreeing about Survivor with you. Oh, it's it's yeah, a highlight of my week. I look forward to it. We do it twice a week. It's going down to once a week. That's fine. I do want to say a big thank you to you. Um, this whole podcast idea was your brainchild, and for some reason you reached out to me to, to give it a go with you, and I, you know, I'll thank you for that for as long as we're podcasting. So I've enjoyed it, and um, thank you to listeners who stuck around all season. The numbers have been slowly increasing all year, which is great, and um, hopefully... With some upgraded technology for next season, we can deliver a better product. Yeah, definitely. We're going to... Thanks for sticking through our first season with this audio that we've been jumping and changing and trying to get better. It'll be... We'll have it worked out next season. We might actually upgrade to a computer. Let's <laughs> not, not say things we, 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 can't, we can't back up. We might regret. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mac, it's been awesome. Thank you to all our guests. Thank you to your wife for giving you up for this period of time that we spend together each week. And thanks to you for just being completely wrong all the time so I get to tell you that I'm right. <laughs> no, no worries, Matt. I'll do that any time you want. Thanks, bud. Right, good on you, Mac. See you, mate. See you Bye. Guys. Bye.